0: Four absolutely whopping games to get through with value coming out of your ears. It's Cricket Only Better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better episode 180. Five. I'm Ed Hawkins. We've got value coming out of our ears this week, or rather value going into your ears as you're listening in. It's getting a bit convoluted, this analogy. Angels pouring honey into your lug holes. Here's the soothing tones of Sam Collins.
1: I'm so confused by that, Hawkins. On the one hand, it sounds quite pleasing. On the other hand, it sounds quite disturbing. But yes, four games to get through tonight. Read them and and weep, as they say. Bangladesh versus Ireland in an ODI. Afghanistan versus Pakistan in a T20. New Zealand versus Sri Lanka in an ODI. And South Africa versus West Indies in an ODI. Sorry, that's a T20, um, actually. My mistake. In a T20? Sorry. Deary man. me. Hawkins. Um, player one, Paul Krishnamurti of for Are you ready? I am, Sam. Excellent. News. Uh, player two, Richard Mann of sportinglife.com. Are you ready? I am indeed, Sam. Good news. Uh, player three will be revealed later as the five-point challenge continues. Uh, set us up for it, please. Hawkins.
0: Yeah, so we've got team news, pitch report, strategies, in running players and the players to follow for all four of those matches which Sam has just mentioned.
1: Yes, and the treble klaxon, the best bets as well. But first, the IPL is but days away and Tasneem Khan returns with the anatomy of an IPL franchise winner. The IPL starts on March the 31st and Cobb 186 will be a bumper special with every team analysed. Edward Hawkins will be telling you what they'll be eating for breakfast, lunch and dinner and what it all means, and if that's not a promise, I don't know what is. Uh, let's have an outright. right, um, let's have a look at the outright before Tasneem gets here with her analysis. Uh, Betfair sportsbook prices: Gujarat Titans. The holders are eleven to two favourites. They're just like last week. Four teams at six to one: Mumbai, Bangalore, Rajasthan, and Delhi. Uh, look now, super giants are at sevens. Punjab Kings at eights. Chennai Super Kings seventeen to two with Kolkata Knight Riders. Who, by the way, I've had a sneak preview of some Hawkins stats. Which suggests that it may well be wrong. Um, little teaser for next week. That is, and and the Sunrisers are the rags at eleven to one. So, what does a team need to do to win the IPL? Here is Tasneem Summer Khan.
2: In fifteen years of the IPL, the Mumbai Indians have won five titles, and CSK have won four with eleven playoffs under their belt. So. What do these two teams keep getting right? Well, one, they have a strong Indian core. Mumbai have built their team and their finances around four core Indian players. Rohit Sharma, Hardik and Krunal Pandya, and Jasprit Bumrah. Not only are they reliable, but there is a balance between an opening batsman, two all-rounders, and a star death bowler. Similarly, CSK have MS Dhoni, Ambati Raidu, Ravi Jadeja, and Deepak Chahar. Number two, cost-effective international players. Star buys who go for millions of dollars might be the talk of auctions, but rarely do they result in trophies. The key is obtaining runs and wickets at a lower dollar value. A great example is Devin Conway at CSK, who commanded one crore rupees or £100,000. Conway averages 46 internationally at 130 with shocking consistency. He's translated this into his seven IPL games at 42... At 146, making him an absolute steal. In contrast, Hyderabad obtained Heinrich Klassen for half a million pounds. Klassen averages 25 internationally. He's also played seven IPL games, averaging 13 at just 116. So Conway's likely to score 3.2 times Klassen's runs for just one-fifth of the price. Number three, the use of data science and matchups. Finally, the most successful IPL sides have made progressive use of data science. Mumbai acquired Jason Berendorf back at his base price of £75,000, having previously utilised his value as a left-hand seamer, knowing Kohli's weakness. That gives them a cost-effective way to neutralise their opposition's star player. Meanwhile, CSK started using an in-house Bayesian framework to map out holistic dimensions of a player's performance to model potential outcomes. That is likely why CSK have been able to see the dollar value in match winners like Devin Conway for such favourable price points.
1: Any quick views, please, on that little lot, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti?
3: I'm still quite keen on Rajasthan, but a teaser for next week. Chennai Super Kings. Another big prize, but great pedigree in this competition. They've picked up Sacinda Magala, who was a starter of the show in the SET twenty for Easton's Cape Sunrisers. Brilliant quick bowler. Impressed against England in the white ball recently as well. And I think he's just going to give them that missing link. They missed Josh Hazelwood badly last year. Great pedigree, Shennai. And I wonder if they might make my staking plan next week. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. I will just
4: reiterate my top three. Look now, Super Giants, number one. Rajasthan Royals, number two.
1: And Punjab Kings, number three. Lovely stuff. Um, Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Tasneem. Now, let's get on with the games. Bangladesh versus Ireland is the 3rd ODI from Silet under lights on Thursday 8:30 t- UK time live on Clubber TV streaming uh, Bangladesh at 1.20 on the bet for exchange with Ireland 5.8 Edward Hawkins has a lowdown
0: Team saw you: Tamim Das Shanto Shakib Shridoy Mushfiqur Yasir Taskin Ahmed Ebadat Nasum and Hassan Mahmud Ireland Sterling Doheny Bal Tector, Tucker, Humphreys, Dockrell, Camphra, McBride, Adair and Hume. There's no Josh, Josh Little, rather. Uh, Still head pitch. Well, we've had two games so far in this series and Bangladesh have made it look like a road, making three, four, nine, and three, three, eight, And we would expect pretty much the same again.
1: Lovely stuff. I like giving people the mental images. you you getting low down while you're giving your low down, Hawkins. It's um I want people to think about. Uh, Richard Mann, Ireland are being outclassed. The rain saved them. The series is 1-0. How do they get away with a series draw here?
3: I don't think they do. I the bowling's just not strong enough. They're missing a class spinner for these conditions and they're missing Josh Little to, to give them a little bit of potency up front and at the death, and they've leaked ones badly at the death. I think I think this is another comfortable victory for Bangladesh if we get a full game in. Lovely stuff, Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, keep going along
1: on uh, Bangladesh runs batting first. Um, do you think? Uh, do we or do we sure Ireland if they bat first? Sure, short, short Ireland if they bat first,
4: right? No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, given how we always stress how outside, how many outsiders winning this sport, and given how one side the first two matches have been, and therefore what what how that's going to affect the market, I wouldn't be too interested in backing Bangladesh for anything here. And, you know, although they are clearly very much second best here, I would never write off Plucky Island. They've pulled off so many great results in unlikely success over the years. Plus, of course, is the is the is this pitch going to be a road? It has been so far, but this isn't the norm for Bangladesh. So I'd be wary of getting involved before I've
1: seen the conditions really here. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, In-running angles from uh, both of you, please. Richard first, then
3: yeah, I'm going to disagree with Paul there. I think big finishes for Bangladesh if the bat first would definitely be the order of the day. The first game, they were 2.16 for 4 after 37 overs, made 3.38. And the second game, 2.41 for 4 after 40 overs, ended up with 3.49 for 6, scoring easily over 10 and over and, and we don't usually associate them with that because they don't have that many big six hitters but Ireland's attack is just so weak without little I think Bangladesh can get as many as they want um, obviously it depends on what sort of lines we're playing at but I think Bangladesh should make big runs again
1: OK OK Paul please I would um, stick
4: with the successful strategy over many years of backing Ireland to recover from a poor start they always bat deep. Um, that line-up, Ed's, Ed's listed there. Docker at eight, McBride at nine. Um, Mark Dick can bat and he'll be 11. Others in the squad, Fionn Hand, Barry McCarthy, they can both bat, generally coming at nine, 10, 11. So I could very much see them. if Back then when they're three or four down, I think you'll get a decent bet on the overs line.
3: Yeah, I endorse that massively.
1: Okay, an endorsement, an official endorsement from Richard Mann. Um, Hawkins, uh, to players to follow with you, please.
0: Yeah, three of them stand out. We've got Shaqib Al Hassan, he's got five wins in his last ten now on top Bangladesh bat, which is an extraordinary record. More extraordinary is that he's eleven to two with Betfair Sportsbook to make it six in eleven. Eberdock, right right arm, fast. Strike rate of 18, a wicket every 18 balls. Surprise, he's as big as 100 to 30 with Betfair Sportsbook. And then if we've got an Irishman to follow, we'd like Harry Tech to three tons in his last eight matches. That's over a 12 month period. He's 7 to 2 to be top Ireland bat.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, beat that, please, Richard, man.
3: Well, I'm keen on Nigel Mulde Shanto here for Bangladesh. I think he's a knocking bet at 92. 2 Last eight innings, all internationals, 58, duck, 53, 51, 46 and out, 47 and out, 25 and 73. He's batting at number three. I know he's in an informed class, if you like, and I do respect Shaqib, but I think Shanto's a coming man, and he, he ain't no 9-2 shot. Um, for Ireland, and I think Paul's going to say it as well, just that middle order, Dockwell's, He actually won in the first match. Uh, Campers in there as well, marked there. I just think guys, sort of six to nine, uh, I'd be spreading mistakes uh, with those three guys.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. And you, please, for Krishnamurti. Yeah, very much going with
4: what Rich just said. I mean, I'm a big Harry Techter fan, by the way, and I know his average of 51 is 11 better than the next best player in this team. Um, And this is his best format. But given the prices and the way this series has gone you've got to be looking at bigger prices and I mean 14 to 1 about Dockrell is massive it's a bit annoying that he's won already because he probably won't win twice in a row but that's that's the wrong price and Andy McBride at 50s is insane he opens sometimes McBride uh, and I'm not actually convinced he was down to come down at 9 today but they have Matthew Humphreys in at 6 but looking at Matthew Humphreys records it doesn't look like a number 6 so maybe McBride's in at 8 in
1: which case 50 is really huge. Okay, thank you very much, uh, fellas. We're underway. The five-point challenge, best bets, treble claxon and three more games still to come. <laughs> Afghanistan versus Pakistan, the first T20 from Sharjah. Starts 4 p.m. UK time on Friday, live on BT Sport 3. Betfair Exchange early show has Afghanistan at 2.7. You do not want to miss this explosive team news with Hawkins.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Afghanistan's pretty standard. Uh, Pakistan's interesting. Gurbaz, Kahani, Ibrahim, Naib, Nabi, Najibullah, Janat, Rashid, Omazai, Naveen, and then Fareed or Faruqi, one of those two. Uh, Pakistan you won't recognize uh, much of these names in this const- in this context you will if you're a PSL follower ayub shafiq Mohammed harris Shadab Khan, the captain, Imad, Azam Khan, Iftikhar Nawaz, Nasim Isanullah and Zaman. So the big guns aren't there. Baba and Rizwan. Fahim Ashraf or Mohammed Wasim could also play in this uh, 11 instead of Iftikhar. I suspect. Yashar Sharjah pitch. Well, Paul Krishnamurthy knows this one like the inside of his kitchen cupboard. So I'm going to pass over.
4: Right. So this is a very small ground and it's known for extreme scores. If the batting conditions are good, for ball's coming on, then par is in excess of 190. I think when it was last playing that way, it was going 190 was going off odds on. And 220, 230, very realistic. However, most of the time in recent years, it's been very slow at Charger, And thus, actually, in the seven matches in the, in, in the National League T20 series early this year, uh out of six, six completed innings, four were sub-150, and there was a fifth inning that was curtailed by the Reigns, but the team were on 17-4, so that probably would have been sub-150 as well. However, also note, there was also a 2 four, one showing what can be done if the conditions are there. Uh, there was actually a game here in the World Cup between Pakistan and Afghanistan, in which Pakistan were the best team in the tournament, and they only
1: crawled over the line with some late Asif Ali heroics. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, thank you very much. Uh, Richard Mann, are Pakistan vulnerable here?
3: Yes, sorry, I was waiting for uh, the details of Paul Krishnamurti's kitchen cupboard, but um, Pakistan, (laughs) look at 2022 straight after the PSL. Pakistan went into a home test series against Australia and were beaten, and they were second best throughout that series. And I just wondered if we might have the same thing here, potential for a hangover um and afghanistan are pretty much at full strength pakistan and um so to answer your question they probably are vulnerable but i think we do know there's a class classical would i want to take 2.7 about afghanistan either probably not i think you just got to sit the match market out
1: okay lovely stuff um paul kushnamurti any match odds bet for you here
4: yeah, I'm in the same place as Richard completely. I mean, I first looked at this without seeing the team use and thought, you know, 1.54 or something about Pakistan, that's quite tempting because they're clearly well superior. But this isn't their first choice lineup at all. And given what actually happened when a better Pakistan side played Afghanistan at this ground, um, probably, it's probably about right. And if anything, Afghanistan might be the value. But again, I'd want bigger than that. I'd maybe looked back I'm a bit bigger in running.
1: OK, lovely stuff. Um, any in running angles, fellas, trade strategies, techniques, please. Uh, Richard, you first then Paul.
3: I've got a bit of a theory. I think from 10 overs in the Afghanistan innings onwards, I think you want to be betting next method of dismissal ball because I, th- I think Mohammad Wazim will, will play here. I think Zaman Khan will. Now, Mohamed Wazim bowls predominantly at the death. He's taken 34 T20 international wickets, 14 of which have been clean bowled. Zaman Khan, just in the recent PSL, he bushballs loads of Yorkers at the death. I think three of his last seven PSL wickets were all bowled as well. Now, bold will be going off 4-1, 9-2, to to next method of dismissal. Good Yorkers, fast and straight. I think that's the way to go. I think it will pay sort of 10-12 to 12 ov- overs onwards. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Paul?
4: Yeah, so we do have to pay a little bit of attention to the conditions early on to see if it is indeed slow. But if so, then 160 is a very good score. So if your team is on for that score, or better, I would say back them. That is a good total most of the time, and the chasers would still be favoured if they were chasing, I think, 160,
1: 165. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, um, Um... Hawkins,
0: you've got yeah. plenty of value on the tops markets. Yeah, well, Rizwan has 12 wins in 25 and Baba has five wins in 26. So they absolutely dominate this market. So you could think it's well up in the air and and we're sort of shooting in the dark. But however, Shan Masoudi may not play. And he wasn't in our 11, but even with those... Rivals against him. He has five wins in his last 19, so he could be valued. So keep an eye on his price. Uh, for Afghanistan, Ibrahim is the way to go. Four wins in 16 and he could well open the batting as well. Majib has six returns in 15 with the ball. And just for the record, Rashid Khan's going to be going off extremely short, probably six to four top Afghan bowler. He has only two outright wins in 19.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Who do you like, Paul? Well,
4: I think that um, the top back market at Sharjah is ideally suited for a um, a big hitting finisher because you make ground up. It's probably not going to be a huge total, and you can make ground up very quickly with a few sixes and those short boundaries. So, the one I would look at there, particularly, would be Imad Um If he's a price, there's no odds out yet, but sometimes you get huge prices about Muhammad Nawaz, and sometimes he comes in earlier at four. So, I would look at him too. And I've got a real dilemma here with Afghanistan because. As Ed's pointed out, Rashi Khan will be terrible, terrible value on all known statistics in this market. But the two players I like opposing him will probably both play, Naveen Hack and Fazwa Haq Faruqi. So probably whichever one's a bigger price, I would say. Okay, uh, same question,
1: Richard, man.
3: I'm at Imbrahim Zadran, man. I, I think he's a really classy player for Afghanistan. He made a couple of tons in three ODIs against Sri Lanka as recently as November. Sixty odd not out when 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 put up to opening, as Ed mentioned against UAE in February. And I think he'll play that sort of anchor role. Afghanistan very aggressive throughout their lineup, but he's not. He'll just try and control the innings. I think he's perfect in the top batsman market. I think he'd be four to one top Afghanistan top batsman, and he's a must bet that sort of. Price nice okay marvelous um guess what fellas
1: i'm now going to press this it's the treble klaxon with your glamorous host edward hawkins
0: yeah so we're going with Shaqib at 11 to 2 top bangladesh bat against ireland and we're going ebidot assain at 10 to 3 to be top bangladesh bowler in the same game and just as Richard Mann said Ibrahim Zedran is our man I think we might get seven to two though so I'm just being a little bit cautious on price a tenner returns 1267 big ones
1: wow lovely stuff Hawkins thank you very much New Zealand versus Sri Lanka in an ODI and South Africa versus West Indies in a T20 still to come after the break Friday night, Saturday morning, this one, depending on whether you've been down the pub. New Zealand versus Sri Lanka, first ODI, Eden Park, Auckland, the venue. New Zealand expected to be about 1.6 shots for this one. Bet for exchange. Um,
0: Haw- Hawkins, you have a lowdown. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, New Zealand, uh, Alan, Nichols, Mitchell, Latham, Phillips, Bracewell, Shipley, Sodi, Ferguson, Henry, Tickner, uh, no Mitchell Santner, no Trent, no Trent Bolt, no Kane Williamson, uh, Sri Lanka, Nisanka, Nuan Fernando, Kusal, Asalanka, Matthews, Dananjaya, Shanaka, Hasaranga, Karen Aratni, Rajitha and Madushanka. There's no Thikshana Shana in my team. He could well get into it. There's a strong Sri Lanka squad this one, I reckon. Eden Park under lights six of the last ten, won by the Chaser. However, only two ODIs since February 2020. New Zealand 273 versus India was enough to win it, batting first. And then the last game, India 306 against New Zealand was not enough to win it. They lost. Head to head, Kiwis at home versus Sri Lanka
1: have won ten of the last twelve. Paul oh, Krishnamurti, um, are you keen on that Sri Lanka lineup at potentially big odds?
4: Yeah, I certainly would be uh, like bigger than 3.0. I think they will be, especially if they're going to be without um, Devon Conway and Kane Williamson. Not really convinced New Zealand have got that much depth, to be honest. Um, I think they're going to struggle with that style of players. Plus, Sri Lanka are quite a mercurial side. They're better in white ball, and that line that Meds just lift, listed, that's very deep. And I think they, they will be
1: able to get the big runs you'll need at this ground. Okay. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, does that head-to-head put you off?
3: No, not really. I think we're all singing from the same hymn sheet here. I give Sri Lanka definitely a puncher's chance. I think they've got the tools to do well here. Played pretty well in the Test series. Just sort of let themselves down at key moments. But as as Paul said, they're they're a better white-ball outfit at the moment. I would definitely give them a chance here.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, How do we play in play, please, fellas? Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, then Richard Mann.
4: Well, I would say there's big runs and big sixes potential if the weather's good at Eden Park, and that is the forecast right now. The last match here, 307 was chased down with 15 balls to spare. And if you go way back before these big scores were the norm, 336 got chased down against Australia here. Um, both teams have scored 275, has won four out of 10 here. That could be a price, but the big one is sixes. This is a small ground, right? Six of the last eight ODIs here have produced 16 or more sixes, and one of those was a 43-over game. And generally, the par line for ODIs is like 9.5,
3: 10.5, so this is a big overs situation. Okay, thanks, Paul. Richard, man? Everything Paul just said there, you can't underestimate how small a ground this is. It is absolutely tiny. It's a great place to bat if you can get yourself in. Uh, I think both teams just got 300s on, obviously, be price dependent, but runs, run, runs, runs, runs for me.
1: OK, thank you very much. Hawkins, players to follow, please.
0: Yeah, not much doing on Sri Lanka top bat, uh, but I'll get to that in a minute because there's a couple of fancies. Glenn Phillips is in this New Zealand squad and we like him. He's got three wins out of 19. And uh, Bracewell, of course, three wins out of 19 as well. He could well back higher up the order as a, as a sort of pinch hitter and will be a big price. Uh, Shanaka has one win in 11. For Sri Lanka in the top-back market, I mention him because I know the guys, well, Nisenka has two wins from nine. Uh, with the ball, Rajitha, 26.7 strike rate is impressive, but slim pickings with the Lankans.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Um, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Richard Mann for his players to follow or oppose. Who knows? Well,
3: I, th- I think you have to... Yeah, I mean, look, my main fancy here will be runs, and that's where I'll concentrate on. But I think for someone like me back Shanaka a lot, I think you just have to to go with him and then probably go with him in the next match as well because at double-figure odds, he generally comes good once in a while, um, well, more than once in a while. So you can't leave him out of calculations, but it's, but it's runs for me really more than these markets.
1: Okay, thanks very much. And to Paul Krishnamurti to finish this.
4: Yeah, me too. I'm more interested in the runs, but I, I'm quite happy with Seneca. If we can get seven to one here about Seneca, he he's won two from twelve in this. Both times he won was with a ton, and I do think given those small boundaries, this is set up for someone who's going to
1: get a lot of runs very quickly at the death, and he's perfect for that. Okay, thanks very much, fellas uh, Rattling through this best bets and the five point challenge still to come. But first, South Africa versus West Indies in a T20. right south africa versus west indies in the first t20 is on saturday at noon from centurion south africa likely to be short favorites on the bet for exchange probably about 1.6 hawkins with a team and a pitch report a team teams and a pitch report
0: yeah thanks south africa quinton de Kock and reza Hendricks opening the and riley rousseau Markram, miller class big three in the middle order jansen Pannell, Rabada, Shamsin, they'll probably go Nokia or Nigidi uh, or Rabada as well. He could miss out. They'll rotate those fast bowlers, those three. West Indies, King, Mayors, Brooks, Peran, Powell, Holder, Shepherd, Akil, Smith, Joseph, and McCoy. Centurion, four out of six in the SAT 20. 200 score or more in your first innings. There's also a bat-first toss bias, which is not too surprisingly, uh, considering the runs uh, that being scored. West Indies have won five out of the last 15 in this format, really stinking the place out.
1: OK, OK, Richard Mann, what has gone wrong for the West Indies in
3: this format? Oh, so much. I suppose it doesn't help when you don't pick some of your best players... Thinking um thinking Hetmeier and are uh, in this side were in the World Cup, um, but I think there's lots more going on at an administrative level as well that's holding them back. And I haven't really found the way from, from that great side they had a few years ago with, with all those big guns. I, I think, conversely, South Africa are definitely a white ball outfit on the up. And uh, But West Indies played well in the ODI series, um, so, so potential for a more competitive match than the odds may suggest.
1: Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, very short odds on South Africa likely, so how do we play?
4: Yeah, again, I'm interested to see how they bet, given West Indies just won the first ODI. Um, I mean, South Afri- this South Africa team is full strength, whereas the ODI side wasn't anywhere near full strength. But I would never rule out West Indies in T20, and that side... Bats all the way down to eleven again. You know, Al-Zari Jones at ten, he can definitely bat. And Obed McCoy top scored top scored for them, not that long ago. So it is a wait and see. I mean, also I note the weather forecast for the the day and either day side is um one day either side is um patchy rain, moderate rain. So this could be tricky batting conditions, and the toss could be all important. Okay, thanks very much. Um, Any runs bets, Paul Krishnamurti? Well, I I think par will be set very high. It should be. Um, In the last seven matches at Centurion, both teams have scored 181 three times. Both scored 200, scored twice. But as I say, the weather, we've got to keep an eye on the weather here. And I'm going to say, if the ball's swinging around, West Indies would be very vulnerable against that South Africa attacks. So in that situation where it's a bit overcast, I'd be happy
1: to go under 160, under 150. Uh, I would have thought short odds on. Okay. Any Anything technical or in play from Richard Mann?
3: Just going against Paul a little bit there, I just had this down as a both teams to score a match really. I, I'm hopeful the odds will play a ball given, given it's the West Indies. Good place to get runs, and you look at that West Indies lineup. They do bat deep. They've got power that keeps coming. And on the other hand, I I think they're bowling at the death. Will leak runs as well. So I think if we get a decent day's weather-wise, and obviously we're a fair way out yet, I do think there's runs in this for both teams.
1: Okay. Uh, Anything in play, Paul Krishnamurti? Before I go to our friend Hawkins. Yeah, no, once again, just reiterate that really.
4: What I said and what Rich said, it does depend on the weather because Centurion, you could get huge, huge overs, huge, huge runs if the weather's good. So I'm going to wait and see how that is and play the
1: runs. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Hawkins, players to follow, please.
0: Yeah, Nagidi has five wins, five in his last 12, so he's 130 with Betfair Sportsbook top South Africa bowler, strike rate of 109 Uh, extraordinary his big rival is nokia has got five returns in 12 strike rate of 13.5 for the record Rabada has one tie in 14 Uh, reza Hendricks has three wins in his last seven nothing doing on west indies top bats Uh, we will point out odin smith with a strike rate of 15.5 for top west indies bowler because he's likely to be bowling at the death perhaps with jason holder
1: Okay uh, Can you extract the bones From that please Poor question
4: Yeah I've already got Lungin Ngidi down uh, By far and away The best strike rate In the South African squad And he's never favourite For that market Great value And for West Indies He normally is favourite But he's been going off Joint favourite Which is pretty generous Alzari Joseph In his last 11 uh, Matches Three wins And four tyres So big return on him and for the top bat, I would say that um, I'd look to back um, a middle order recovery for West Indies, as is so often the case in South Africa. So I think Rothman
1: Powell would be most likely to yield profit. He's generally around 7 to 1. Okay. Thank you very much, Richard Mann. Uh, presumably, batters dominate. So, man of the match angles.
3: Yeah, Markram's interesting, isn't he? Because he's having such a good run of farming. Our farm formats now, obviously, back in the test team, full of runs opening the batting there. Probably about number five here. But I think he's interesting in the man of the market. I'm a Nokia man for South Africa, I have to say. I, I think he's a fantastic bowler and a wicket-taker. Um, and then we've touched upon it, haven't we? That West Indies middle order. Powell's interesting. Paul's right to point him out. And I think you have to throw a few quid at Akil If he goes off at 33s, I really think he can bat. Number seven, number eight, number nine. I think he'll definitely cop at some point. And I certainly don't want to miss him anyway. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they all, they've all all got to squeak those middle order. You know, Romario Shepherd's another one who can definitely bet. So I think just wait
3: for the betting because one of those players is going to be 33 plus. Yeah, and with this, I, I don't mind backing a couple um, sort of Moving his stakes about a little bit, or maybe even three of them, maybe sticking in a hundred to one shot as well. If someone's a hundred, could easily be a heel depending on where the bat. I think this West Indies side is is very inconsistent, and at some point you'll definitely cop a big one lower down the order. Definitely, Alzari
4: Joseph generally goes off hundred to one, and we keep saying it's about hundred to one shots. Another one the other day, Shaw in Shaw Um, in the PSL and I know he's gone off as big as 250 sometimes so we had Tim Southie two weeks ago shine show and Patrick. yeah
3: Matt Henry was class as well in the in the first test against Sri Lanka as well it definitely does happen okay well, if, uh, all done four
1: matches previewed value galore but which of them make it into the best bets and who is this week's five point challenger all coming up after the break here we go then at Nazalytics failed to return a profit last week on the five part challenge so he makes way if you want to take part get in touch with at cricket betting Hawkins who is it this week
0: yes up steps to the plate at tips punting on twitter in profit you stay on you got five points to spend and he's been a bit canny he's gone for one bet Five units all on Mohammed Harris over 22.5 runs for Pakistan against ba- uh, Afghanistan in that T20 at 5-6. to six.
1: Okay, interesting approach. Let's see what the boys can do with their five points. Richard Mann was minus three last week and he goes first this week by Paul Krishnamurti, who was minus four.
3: Yeah, I'll kick off uh, 1.5 units, Ibrahim Zadram, top Afghanistan batsman versus Pakistan. And I'll have
4: 1.5 Lungi Ngidi, top South Africa wicket taker against West
3: Indies. And I'll have 1.5 points uh, Nagamung Shanto, top Bangladesh batsman versus Ireland
4: at 9 2. I'll have 1.5 points Alzari Joseph, top West Indies wicket taker against South Africa.
3: That leaves me with two points. I'm going to have one point in the New Zealand v Sri Lanka ODI, both teams to score 275. And then I'll finish with the other point, New Zealand versus Sri Lanka, both teams to score 300.
4: Okay, I've got two points left. I will have uh, one point on Rothman Powell, top West Indies bat against South Africa. And I will split a point on the Bangladesh-Ireland game, 0.75 points, George four 14-1, top Ireland bat, and 0.25 points, Andy McBride at 50s.
0: Those are your best bets for Cricket Only Better, episode 185. Don't miss Cricket Only Better, 186, because it is the bumper IPL preview. Every single team is ranked on batting and bowling. We've got the probable 11s for you as well, and all the trades and strategies. We'll see you then.